0: Welcome to the Even Worse Idea of All Time podcast. Je m'appelle Jamie. Bonjour. Je suis con le bibliothèque et dans son plage. What are we doing? Welcome. What are we doing? Who, who are we? What are we doing? Why okay, are we here? Okay, uh, let's get a few things straight. Let's lay some some ground rules down. I'm Oliver, that's Jamie. We're here to talk about Breaking Dawn Part 2 because we watch it once a week. We uh, sorry, you talking about the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part no, 2? Absolutely, the, the, the climactic <laughs> uh, finale of the whole franchise. Uh, we've, this is the 12th time. 12th? 12th? 12th. 12th, 12th. time we've seen it we're steaming through baby uh today or or tonight shall i say obviously that's for us uh you might be listening to this in the day uh but for us it's night time um we've just watched we've just watched it for the 12th time and this time we watched Mm. it with the director's commentary on Mm. director bill condon uh serenaded us for the two-hour duration Mm. You know why people love dawn and dusk so much um because they're so brief you barely ever experience lighting like that yeah. you always want it to last longer but if it lasted longer it would not be special okay i'm always very angry when i miss the dawn which is very often yeah i don't see uh, the dawn the dawn I'd is really ever see the dawn the sunset i see like- the dawn kicks ass Sunset's yeah. cooler because it feels more like, oh, we're letting you in on a little secret. We're slipping into something more comfortable. Whereas, lights up feels a bit more like, all right, get involved. Yeah, everything's th- over. Yeah, you know, and but it's like there's something quite quite beautiful about the start of a new day, isn't there? Oh look, there is. You know, things keep rolling. Look, I'm suns I'm, keep on shining. I'm definitely a sunset guy. Oh. Same, so, if I had to choose, but like you gotta have, you can't have one without the other. If no, the sun went well, down and didn't come up, yeah. Oh, baby, I'd be terrified. <laughs> Maybe it'll happen one day. Mm. Hey, when I watched this movie, I thought this is <laughs> this is boring. <laughs> uh yeah. it's fine, it's all right. It's I really appreciate some of the um some of the more sort of camp moments like. Bill Condon was talking about the scene with Toshiro in London and like it's like a hammer horror film and it's like deliberately a bit sort of lame and I'm like yeah I sort of get what they're going for and it's like I wish there were more flourishes like that it doesn't come across though it's it's still 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 pretty it's still pretty gritty so low energy and shit I think it's yeah it's, it's um but but the, uh, I I don't know. I think a lot of it's Michael Sheen. I think he's got a lot of flourish. Oh yeah, a lot of energy. But I think just any of the bits that are like a bit lame and not necessarily a bad way is like yeah. Uh, but then Michael Sheen, you know, I was uh, m- mentioned numerous times how how I like his his, his vim and vigor. What, is, what is, actually? Sorry, just a brief aside. What is vim? Uh, <laughs> well, we know what vigor is, don't we? Yeah. Is Vim just the same sort of thing? I think... Yeah, I think... But you don't often hear of Vim without vigour. No. It's like nooks and crannies. You never just talk about crannies, you know? Um, you do talk about nooks, I feel like, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Exactly. Why, why, why that? Cranny Smith Apple. <laughs> I think I think Vim... Vim makes me think of, like, Vimto, which is, like, alcoholic... Yeah, I was going to say Vim makes me think of Pins. Yeah, or, or gin, um... But, you know, we're problem drinkers. Look, sorry, I, I, I digress. Uh, uh, Michael Sheen usually brings a lot of energy. Yeah. but at the, <laughs> a, a, and, and that's good, I think. it's what this movie needs. But at the same time, it seems out of place because because the rest of the film is so low... I don't know what I'm trying to say. So down. you know? <laughs> this it seems comical, but it's like, oh, well, yeah, I'd actually love it if everyone else was a bit more fucking... Oh, actually, there are there are a couple of characters which are and I hate them the most, so I actually don't know what my barometer is for any of this fucking shit. This is the sort of film that makes me feel like I'm at my friend Seb's house and I'm 12 years old and we're watching a movie and I'm thinking about death a lot and I did that and, and we I feel like we watched a lot of movies with spectacular vistas and like a lot of snow and stuff and always like three quarters of the way in. I'm like, this is a great sleepover, but we're all gonna die one day. And Jesus. I'd look out at the Wellington city lights and think, <laughs> in, in a, you know, I'm aging rapidly. In a blink of an eye, I'll be 23. And I thought, you're pretty young then, though. I thought that academically, but um, here I am, and it's happened. And it's yeah. like, fuck. I was like yeah no there's no need to be scared but like here I am and I'm still racing towards death and I'm still watching these films and and everything's the same Um, there was a bit of the movie actually where you were (laughs) gradually over time sort of slumped (laughs) so far off the couch that you were just sitting on the Mm. floor and you were just sort of head cocked back going fuck you <laughs> fuck you I think that was directed at Bill Condon I think I really grew tired of his shtick I wanted to say a big fuck you to Bill Condon actually <laughs> early on in the film I was like oh, Bill's got quite a nice sort of calming presence he's he, you know he's speaking in quite low tones um, he seems like he might be a, a sort of a kindly man and then Bill said something which fucked me off mm. which um Look, I can't I can't speak to it with, with with much accuracy because it's been a while since I've seen the third Twilight film Eclipse. But obviously, Bill Bill didn't direct that one. No. Uh, Bill only directed uh, parts one and two of Breaking Dawn. And uh, Bill Bill, you know, he's on he's on this commentary track and he's discussing the eight minute long battle sequence, which can I just say feels a lot longer than eight minutes. Uh, I and he's talking it. about the beheadings and the way that the vampires sort of come apart. And obviously <laughs> we see in a lot of these movies that they are these sort of stone like, marble like creatures and Bill discusses that he had to um where it hit the way he wanted it, that they would have you know, when they got ripped apart, there'll be a lot more sort of, of their of their, their liquids, their venom flying out. Um, but the you know, the MPAA, the sort of classification board wouldn't allow it. Not for the the rating they're pursuing, and then he said something which really irked me. And he said, <laughs> "You know, I saw the way they did it in Eclipse with the sort of breaking apart like marble, and I didn't like that. And I thought, you know, ha- hang on, just a fucking minute, you dickhead. Mm. That's fine if you're making the first one, right? Mm. And, you, and you're and you're establishing the rules of the cinematic universe, mm. and you're thinking, you know, this is my, this is my vision, and this is how <laughs> I want it to be. And I, I understand, you know, as a director, you're hired to bring your vision to this project." But when you're fucking four films deep, you cunt. Yeah, yeah. You can't just start changing what the rules of the universe are. We, we've seen eclipse. We know what vampire head ripping off looks like. You haven't seen a eclipse, have you? No. Oliver, what was your <laughs> shining light? Can I? No. First off, I just want to say that was my that was the highlight of Bill when he was talking very casually. He said, um. I think he paraphrasing he said as you get you get sick of tearing heads off or something yeah, like did. that he said that yeah so he's like let's tear this guy's like shoulders off and it was Easy. like I like that deadpan like I don't think it, Bill was even aware of how comedic that is like this sort of like because <laughs> you know my thought was how the fuck do you know Bill and, and just the casualness <laughs> about because you know. no, I mean, even for us, you know, we're sort of aware. We, we see these heads getting ripped so off many, multiple yeah. times every week. Mm. And obviously, he's pretty, you know... He, he, he's probably pretty lax, He's pretty yeah. used to it. But it's crazy. But if Bill Condon just rocked up to someone on the street and said, you know, I'm bloody sick of tearing <laughs> people's heads off. Bill, Bill, Bill. Also, he was super horny with the sex scenes. Yeah, it was for some reason, I kind of didn't even really expect him to mention the word sex. No, stuff. exactly, because they don't say it in the film. So I'm like, maybe this isn't sex. And then or- we, like um kind of blacked out for bit, and when i sort of tuned back in i realized that bill was talking about some sort of virginal marriage and, I, and uh, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> um my shining light this week was okay look I do, I to, do you want me to go first no no oh uh, yeah if you're eager to go but i've got i'm it. not eager but if you need some time to sort of gather your thoughts no, no, seems like you're pretty eager I'm not eager uh, you're, you're eager mate go on I'm, look, I'm, I'm trying to help you I'm on your side buddy yeah go on okay uh, my shining light comes very near the start of the film uh, Edward and Bella are off on a hunt and they come back to the house and Jacob you know comes outside but what are you doing all of us sort of shuffling away from me. he's on the floor now um, he's got a cushion so that's good got hardwood floors here well they're not wood but yeah, imitation oh. some sort of Vinyl covering Um, feels lovely. Now I've forgotten what I was fucking. Oh, that's right. Um, (laughs) they, They get back to the Cullen household. Jacob's there. He jogs out. He says, Hello. Bella says, You stink. And then he's like, Come see your baby. So, and, and then and then what he does, and this was my shining light, was he he does a funny little jog away, like a halfway between a jog and a run back inside the house. And it reminded me of when a child runs. And I said to Oliver, it's like uh, it's like when a, a kid says, C- come look at my Lego that I, you know, come upstairs and look at my Lego I've just built. Do you want to come up and see my <laughs> new PlayStation? Obviously, uh, Jacob is a grown man. With a terrible lust. Oliver... What was your shining light? I really liked. I can't see you. I can just see a faint blue glow from the microphone. (laughs) These blue glows. Do you want? Do you know what they remind me of? What? When I was, (laughs) I think eight again. I got a a green lightsaber for my birthday, and we spent the whole night just fucking like. Just turning on and it made those authentic sounds. With the look Skywalkers? Yeah. There was something so evocative about that green lightsaber and like the memory of these golden nights lit up by this green lightsaber with all my chums close by going, oh, who's going to fall asleep first? I'm going to lightsaber. I'm going to lightsaber you. And then hitting <laughs> you really quite hard. <laughs> Jesus. With these plastic lightsabers. And it was just really special. I had a um, blue one. I had Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. Yeah i think mine was like one of the shoddier ones on the market but like it was really you could do some damage with it <laughs> and it's just those it's just those noises you know like i'm not the biggest star wars fan in the world but fucking those I noises am, i am <laughs> those noises in a dark room and then it's like who's playing with a lightsaber <laughs> and it's very hard to hide the <laughs> lightsaber like if you're playing on a game boy in the night you can tuck that under your, <laughs> your bloody covers Expert at that, but a lightsaber. What's that thing protruding from, <laughs> you, from under your sheets, Oliver? Sorry, it's just my first boner. Oh I'm getting God. boned up. <laughs> <laughs> For my eighth birthday, my favourite present, <laughs> horniness. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, look, Will we... D- oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, um, actually, can I briefly <laughs> say something? Yeah. Did the, I don't think the j Jinx scene happened this week. <laughs> I literally, I am actually. Fucking, I'm not even. I'm did, not even messing it, around. It, it, I'm genuinely fucking convinced that the scene with Jay Jenks did happen, happen because I remember Bill Condon talking about how they had to cut it down. It was apparently very extensive in the book. Actually, yeah, and he was talking oh like, How oh, it's this battle between them, and like they're trying to outplay each other and find out things about each other." None of that comes across. <laughs> no, well, some of it does because Jay Jenks is. Uh, maybe he's playing it wrong. Actually, because he seems so jovial, but like. Bill Condon's reading is that he wants to sort of find out about why Jasper doesn't age. The, but like, he just had a. Th- he what, seems th- like he, he seems too knowing for that. My sort of the way I've interpreted that bit is that he's sort of on their side, and he's he's like because he talks about how he's had dealings with Jasper in the past, and mm. he sort of does a little wink and nudge to her, and he goes, "He's uh, unusually well preserved." And to me, it's like, "Oh, okay, this guy sort of knows something's going on, but he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna rat us out." But if if the intention was that he was somehow trying to gain info or knowledge, you fucked it, Bill. It's not, it's not the vibe. We're going to do a Monty Python-esque sketch. You're walking into my shop. I'm Jay Jenks. Okay. Come into my shop and ask for some meat. <laughs> Hello. Uh, what's your name? I'm Jay Jenks. Right. So just like, I, I like to become quite acquainted with my butcher I guess if I'm here I'm here for meat yes. Basically. oh would you like some of this salami it's very well preserved in sketch <laughs> um, there's no, no real punchline there but it's, it's a good but one but that's python you know they're wacky guys they always talked about how they couldn't find a punchline so they're just like fuck it you know yeah they're, they're pretty zany <laughs> some of them are dead now rest in peace Graham Chapman and Terry Jones yeah John Cleese is very open about his impending death. He's called his upcoming tour like Last Chance to See Me Before I Die. Jesus. And I respect that, you know, because... Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they're all getting older. And John Cleese especially doesn't seem like he's in, you know, he's not in great shape. We're only getting older, Which is older, fine, you know, you, I like, I've been what, thinking about you know, it lately. I, I keep monologuing about no, age. I'm trying there. to, but... I, I, <laughs> Does it that ever One Direction's drive really get me, you crazy? get me all vibed up. Even... Um, no look I think what I was just trying to say Is changes, that obviously once you reach a certain age All power to you I mean all, all power to you whenever um, But I mean obviously there's kind of more of a motivation I guess when you're younger to, to to, to, to stay fit uh, just So you know when, when you get older You, you actually you know, you extend your life expectancy But obviously for John Cree you know, He's a long lustrous career He's gone to the point where he's like, are like are fuck it But then at the same time you do have to sort of think, Well you know it's your time may come uh, sooner rather than later. Oh. Oliver. My shining light was... You've already done your shining light. No, I didn't. What was it, dick? Oh, fuck. Now I can't... Have you not done it? No, you interrupted me to talk about the JJ scene that was definitely in the film. Don't you ever, ever, ever tell me I haven't done my shining light and, and prevent me from doing it. I'm trying to get it out. Can I? Can I? Or have I already done it? I actually don't remember. <laughs> what is your shining light? Okay, well... Okay, well maybe I have done it and maybe you've forgotten. If so, no, 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 that's no, no just drop my memory, just say what it is. Me, um, the Renezme's big hands. <laughs> <laughs> what? Renezme's big hands. What? Doesn't sound like something I've mentioned tonight, does it, Dick? No, no it doesn't. Okay. What how ha- I'll, I'll get to it if okay, I get right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Jamie. My shining light was Renezme's big hands, so it might just be my perception, but it seems to me in the battle. When Renesbe touches Aro's face and he's like, whoa, she's d- genuinely half a human. She's got really big hands. Like, <laughs> the hands that we see on that face are an adults' hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I want to be careful about that because I don't want to be insulting this, actress, this yeah, actor's this hands. This is that's, a human, human being. it's real. It. If so, like, <laughs> fine, that's fine. It's not bad to have big hands, but... Fucking hell! I was not expecting those <laughs> monsters. Um, so I'm. I'd like you to keep an eye out because yeah, I think well, ne- next time. But like, I'll have a look. What was that sound? Sound like a cat wheezing? <laughs> Is there a cat here? I didn't hear. Is there an asthmatic cat? There was like a. <clears throat> oh, it's probably just someone walking past. There's always people, oh, especially during uh, our lockdown, which we are no longer in. Um, but obviously you know a, 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 a tense time to be coughing but frequently <clears throat> there's some fucking dickheads walk past our apartment and go <laughs> um, it's like mate read the fucking room if I pretended to be possessed and like really committed would would it would it convince you even slightly not now that like you there. said I- that. Okay. I mean, if we were just sitting there watching the movie, uh, I think even then I would be like, if now, yeah. But even if I've set okay, so now that I've set this up, if I like had a convulsion now and like genuinely, no, that's interesting. No, I would. I, I mean, like, I think if you, See I would if you did that because even if you committed, because even though I've mentioned that, it's like. Stranger Things on Heaven and Earth and I, Yeah 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 Like I get that You know that It could just be Incredibly Coincidental timing And then maybe you did have Some sort of Fit I, I, th- I think if you If we were just sitting there Watching the movie And you did it Definitely at first I'd think this is some bit Oliver's doing But if you really Persisted with it I think I probably would Be quite concerned Because people do Like a, a guy I worked with um, I remember him Talking about his girlfriend Just like suddenly Just had a seizure one day And she'd never had before oh, I don't mean like a seizure But like pretending That I've been possessed um, yeah, I guess, but then, like, would you actually Would you be, like, saying demonic things? I think, I think so. if you were doing just being that, like. Then I, I don't think I would buy it. Even if you kept going, I'd okay. just be like, oh, it was it really, really uh, pushing really, It, it a gives bit. me a bit of a thrill. It really used to work on my ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd just. Um, you can go really quiet, and then. Because if you mention that, I don't know, it worked really well. <laughs> it worked, yeah. I, I don't know. I just I just feel like because if you. <laughs> I don't know I was um, reading a lot of Reddit threads About the creepiest thing That's ever happened to people And there are lots of stories About like People being possessed People in their house And like and, like Not like genuine stories That are like Not even supernatural Yeah, yeah And now yeah. that I've said that There is an inkling That there's someone In this house John, And there could be Do you want me, to turn, the, you want me to turn the light on No no I, I'm creating this Purposefully Right okay I mean there's not so. But I'm toying with Actually closing these doors here And going into this room I'd really rather you do. Well, am, am I won't be able to hear you If you go into the other room I mean I will Because it's a fucking tiny apartment But Because where, then Then you can't the, see me I, There might generally be Someone else in there Okay There's not But then we, how, <laughs> what, what are you going to do With the cord Oh am I, it's How gonna, terribly <laughs> rational Jamie People can get in anywhere Right They're like um, No look I won't do that I mean hey, yeah uh, Look feasibly Hey fuck I, off. I do remember reading A lot of Reddit threads though, About mm. you know Homeless people Sort of Living in people's houses, and then they'd like keep hearing noises, and cops would come check it out, wouldn't yeah. find anything, but then like there would actually be someone that had sort of just come in in the night, and they yeah, would be living, and that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, or well like yeah, fucking in the attic, or um yeah, it's always. Like I the heard. Yeah, someone recently told me. In a, oh, gee, yeah, Christ. Anyway, oh in the attic. <laughs> no, uh, not at my house. <laughs> Sometimes I was I was saying oh, oh, right. in the attic because that's yes, that's great. Our Sorry, yes, in the attic. Oh fuck! Yeah, I thought of a theme. I thought of a theme. And now I'm trying to remember what it was. Okay, I, did, just, I, I don't just... think I um, thought of lyrics. So I'll try and make it lyrics. But I think this is going to be the... This is sort of the, the tune I thought. It goes... <laughs> it's based on a New Zealand commercial, but it goes... Hannah, 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 Maybe the last book could be like... Doing in the attic. What's that from? So the original theme is... Um, from an, an ad for skyline which make um sort of garages in new zealand or ga- garages um and they say gotta get a garage gotta get a cottage gotta get a skyline and a cottage is something they've invented which is sort of just like a what we i guess would colloquially call a granny flat just sort of a smaller house bungalow yeah that's also on the property bungalow they've called it a gottage mixed between g- garage and cottage <laughs> alistair the vampire what's he doing up there doing in the attic. Uh, look i i don't know the lyrics yeah but but that, uh, the thing i like that but it's throwing me because it sounds a lot like an abba song that i can't quite place like some late abba song from um maybe under attack or the, goes, the uh, visitors uh, 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 me, e, 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 yeah. no, mama like, mama mia that's, that's their ever song isn't it I in the attic today I think um, do you want to explain the scene do we need to I always am. You can't. You can't ask if I. What if I was not going to? And then you can't ask if we do, and then immediately contradict yourself. Explain segment. I'm not contradicting. Explain segment. I'm just. just, You know, I just want to explain explain my logic. Fucking segment. Because I feel like sometimes you know you want to be. You know, what if someone's listening to this for the first time and they decide. I don't know why they would, but to (laughs) to to jump in on this episode, (laughs) and then and then. (laughs) and then they're like Uh, what are they talking about that that's probably on them to then go back and listen no it's not on them people do anecdotally people do start in weird places some fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) jeez I gotta check my fucking (laughs) okay (laughs) oh god God. no look there's a vampire in the movie called Alistair he's some (sighs) morose dickhead um he it, uh, after immediately being introduced says i'll be in the attic and then fucks off to the attic okay. and every week we um sort of speculate <laughs> what he's doing in the attic okay uh, we we'll yeah. take, we'll take it in turns okay oliver he's going in the attic to coax out director bill condon who's <laughs> cowering up in there going i don't want to direct any more of this fucking movie all right i love all the horny bits But I don't like all these head-ripping-offs. I don't like this franchise. I'm having a breakdown. And Alistair comes up and says, Hey, baby, we're all in this together. This is a good movie, and it's going to be a big hit. And you're going to be a star, Bill. And he he says that in this voice, and he sounds like me. (laughs) And he goes, come on. pick yourself up and try again. So in the universe of the movie, they are making a movie. Uh, (laughs) is this like a mockumentary? No, he's. So the strategy that Bill Condon uses to create breaking Dawn part two is to go into the fictional world of breaking Dawn part two, which is this parallel universe that he's aware of. And he's just filming real events. Right. Um, and, and Alistair's in there And he goes You're going to make a movie You're going to make a star out of us baby When you go back to planet earth You're going to be a, You're going to be in Hollywood <laughs> Yeah come on It's funny that you mention The whole you know, Breaking Dawn part 2 mm. Sort of reality thing Because there was a bit in the commentary when uh, There's a scene in the film Where we first see the Volturi uh, and they're reading books, and Bill <laughs> Condon goes, yeah, I, "I like to think that they're." Uh, I like to think that Michael Sheen is reading uh, Breaking Dawn Part Two. It's like Michael, that's not—you've broken the fucking logic of the movie, dickhead. But he's just having a bit of fun. We're going to do a Monty Python-esque sketch. Okay, I'm a. <laughs> I'm the customer. You're a bookshop owner, and you're Michael Sheen. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Oh, you've got a lot of books in here. Yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm uh, getting into character. I'm, I'm doing a uh, Twilight film coming oh. up, and I'm sort of just practicing my role. I play. Uh, have, you, have you read Twilight? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I've, I haven't read. This is my first time. You haven't read? Sorry. Yeah. First first book. I'm um, hope it's a good one. I, I've come in here. You've I thought, never read? A, how old are you? Uh, I am I am thirty seven, good sir. How, do you know how to read i've read poems okay I, i've i've completed poetry and now i'm moving on to the big stuff oh, it's actually not too hard for me to believe I, I you know i when i thought sort of initially that you were illiterate no, that no, was no. that was more um shocking to me but i i know some people that haven't read books but i'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here i can um hear in mike's Books, right? Well, okay. Well, um, I see you've got uh, got a book right there. You've you've just been reading. So what? Uh, well, that's a book um, about the human body. That's sort of a an educational book. It's about puberty, which I, I don't think <laughs> will be of much use to you. It's no, some, no, been been through that. Nonfiction. Uh, so probably not where I'd start with reading. Uh, what what are your sort of interests? You know what. what uh, oh, categories, perhaps, are you looking to to get into? I want, I want, I want fiction. I want a rollicking good time. I wanna... you want to. You want sort of a mystery, or? Yeah, I want to. I want a, a murder mystery. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, perhaps you could start with some Agatha Christie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's she? Uh, you're playing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry oh, no, I'll, I'll say in character. Uh, oh, she's a, she's a, a writer from the past. I'm not sure exactly when. I would guess. Maybe the early 1900s, but could be later, could be earlier. Yeah, mate. Uh, uh, I don't claim to know everything. Uh, <laughs> and she's got quite, quite a few books, um, and most of them murder mysteries. All right, we'll pass, the, pass that over here. I'm ready to read. Okay, that's uh, $25, thank you. Oh, and you're... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought there could be a punchline there. Uh, that's the right place for a punchline. I just got to think of it. Something about the price of books. He's shocked. You could say that's r- rich, yeah. But okay, but like, I feel like it should be a pun on something to do with reading. Like, um, take a page out of my book and go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's not quite. It doesn't quite work, but I think it's funny. I guess he's outraged at the prices. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah, but I think he expl he displays that with some book pun. I mean $25 is quite a lot for an Agatha Christie book probably because they're quite old. You know how books, how pages of books are sometimes called leaves? Yeah. He he can go, well, I think it's about time for me to leaves this store. (laughs) (laughs) Good day. Bye. Great. There we go. Many options there. Uh, If you're listening along at home, write your own punchline. (laughs) Uh, It's a fun little exercise there. Yeah, it's sort of a um, choose your own adventure. Except we don't give you options. You just you just have to sort of write the rest of the book. When your podcast host can't quite can't quite make comedy happen, you can. Um, <laughs> something smells like coffee down here. I'm on the floor. Yeah, it's, I, I'm. Did you spill coffee on the floor? You you're, tit? you're, probably, you're quite close to soil there because of um, there's a plant right above you. Is that is that it? Maybe. Do coffee do coffee and soil have a similar smell? Maybe not. I don't People know. People say coffee tastes like dirt. <clears throat> Yeah, I think, I think the colour and the texture sort of goes a long way there Whose G- team are you on Grana this coffee? week? Uh, I'm actually Team Bella this week And you know why I'm Team Bella? No It's because there's a little scene where Bella punches a rock <laughs> uh, And Bill Condon in the commentary says uh, You know, Christian Stewart actually ad-libs some lines there And so we were thinking, oh, what are the ad-libs? Because it goes on for you know some time and she's not saying anything And then towards the end she goes, did you see that? And then she goes, thank you. Yeah. Two, and two I kind of like that. Two lines that you know, don't mean, mean anything, but just the fact that Kristen Stewart rocked up that day and thought, you know what? I'm going to fucking show them. It's very real. I'm going to put it? in my own shit. And I'm like, oh, huh, yeah. Fuck yeah. But also, that scene would have been so weird without any dialogue. Yeah, so like, definitely. It, it, presumably, that was the plan because nobody else gets jack shit. So it was like, I don't know. She saved that scene. Yeah, it was good. It's uh, a. What team are you on? Who's Whose team are you on? Um, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm on... Um, could I be on two people's team? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Seth and the girl. Oh, Leah. This the t- is the, t- the first, two wolves. This is the first time... Because, look, I'm a new baby. I don't really know. I read some of the books ages ago, but I don't really know this universe. And... It's the first time I found out that those children are, are werewolves, yeah. and they die in the final battle, which is fake. But <laughs> fucking Condon talks about that as if it's all real, and talks about the stakes there and like the sacrifices. Yeah, it's, it's like he's for- out, it's like he's forgotten that it's re- the twist is that it's not real. <laughs> he's like, oh, this you know this really comes back later on, and of course they die. It's like, well, they fucking don't. You. and I was just you jerk, and I'm on their team because just the knowledge that Bill imparted, knowing that. The wolves are those guys. There's a bit more like, okay, this means a bit more. Mm. I still wish you'd actually show us more of this wolfy content so we know who these wolves are. Because I can't recognize these individual wolves. Mm. They're all slightly different hues. One's Hugh Laurie. (laughs) One's Hugh... Jackman. Uh, Yes. Uh. Fuck, didn't we we do a Hugh Jackman thing last week? I think because it was related to Wolverines. Yeah, but like... I've got a, um, I wrote a routine about Hugh Jackman. How does it go? Well, Hugh Jackman only briefly features, it. it's mainly about Wolverines. I'm not going to recite it now because I'm not, I'm not brave enough yet, but it's pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah, we did, we did, we talked about Hugh. He's, can you, like, later on, just, just off air, can you record it and send it to me? Yes, I couldn't do it here because I'm, em- I'd be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah but, you um, know, but you can just do it in the comfort of your own home and send yeah. it to me. I'm keen to hear it. Yeah, okay, um... Yeah, it's just, just about wolverines and my interest in them. Yeah, I like it. Um, sounds, sounds good. It's a yeah, strong I used to eat cat food. What? My mum did it and she said, This is what you can do <laughs> I It's <This> true. <laughs> she didn't what? do she didn't eat heaps, and I don't know why she did. Do you talk about like the, the pellets, like the kibble yeah, or the, like, um no the hard stuff, the, yeah. the, the biscuits. She's like, Ooh, pretty crazy. <laughs> what, what did it taste like? Uh, would pretty you do this th- regularly? No, no, no. This happened once. No, no, a few times. Because <laughs> there were different flavors. What were the flavors? Uh, chicken and and salmon. You know, all the all the stuff. And do like. they taste like chicken and salmon? Not really. They all taste pretty, just like salty um, bickies. <laughs> just just salty, and um, but it's the texture, and there are slightly different flavors, and especially those ones they came that they're like three leaf clovers and some of them are red and some of them are green and some of them are uh, beige to represent the different proteins and you um you ate dog food on our previous podcast as well (laughs) but get your hands off my dog cast there was a an episode i think it was the christmas special in which you you brought up some dog food and uh alistair and i did not eat any but that was um that was the high point of that podcast it was one of them. I really liked that day, we yeah, been, I like that day we do. We've been you, podcasting you made for Christmas four breakfast. Years. Yeah. And I broke the oven yeah. because I didn't <laughs> know as a poor innocent nineteen year old that oven cleaner is a thing and that you can't just spray it with normal cleaner and, and sort of dishwashing liquid and shit and hope for the best. Um Yeah. I remember the smoke, just the just the level of smoke in the apartment was quite worrying as I entered. And look, here's the thing. We left without, you know, we got our whole deposit back, but I fucked the oven, baby. If you're <laughs> living there now, sorry. Was it actually broken? Uh, not, well, broken in the sense that it can still cook stuff, but everything will taste like smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, potato, potato. Uh, no, it was pretty, pretty problematic. I had to do everything on the stove. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe it's fixable, but... Um, I regret that. Hey, thank- thanks for listening. It's been good to have you along. Um, show yourself out. I mean, I can show you the door if you'd prefer, but I'm quite comfortable on the couch, so. Mm. Bye. bye Goodbye.